0: of Better Practice, Better Life. Go to actdental.com forward slash BPA or hit the link in the show notes. Yo, yo, yo. Hey guys, welcome back to another awesome edition of the Best Practices Show podcast. My name is Kirk Barron. I get to do this and I love it. I'm so grateful. Dentistry is a very noble profession with a lot of great people and a lot of great instructors and influencers. And we talk about a lot of different things. And so my goal with this podcast is to bring you great information that helps you improve your practice in your life. And today we're gonna do just that with a good friend of mine, Dr. Kevin Kweshan. And today we discover where is your vagus nerve and how your brain functions so that you can create a healthy environment and how to do all of that and why. So hope you enjoy the episode. Check it out. We'll see you soon. Hey guys, welcome back to the Best Practices Show podcast. And uh, my name is Kirk Barron. I get to interview fun people in dentistry that are great influencers, people that I really like. I enjoy being around with them. They have great lives. They do fun stuff, like go to Greece and stuff like that. I've never been there. And so my wife has that on her bucket list. And so one of those guys today, I've gotten to know over many, many years. He's been a great influencer, great speaker, great teacher. I learned something from him every day. And today we're going to be examining you know, where is your Vegas nerve? And I'm not talking about the Vegas nerve in Vegas, Las Vegas type thing. It's the other Vegas nerve, which is a very important component of leadership and why that is so important to put it in the right place with my good friend, Dr. Kevin Quiesian. So,
1: Kevin, thanks for being on, brother. Hey, thanks for having me, Kurt. I love being here. I love being with you always. Thanks
0: yeah. For Oh, I enjoy being, I mean, uh, like like I told you before we hit the go button, I always wanted to, you know, I'm a CE junkie just like you, and I'm, I, you know, I don't know if I want to go into recovery over that thing, but like I enjoyed so much, I'm going to find a way to do CE for the rest of my life, just learn, and so uh, I always learn a ton with you on this, and you're fresh off of a trip from Greece, man.
1: Greece, yeah, yeah, and- it was not so bad, it was a good, it was probably the longest uh, vacation I've ever had, actually, I've never... I think we were there. It was, it was actually a delayed, you know, Kimberly and I got married in August, um, up on Mount Rainier. And although we both been married before, we, we didn't really have a honeymoon. So we called it, it was really a, a vacation moon or a honeycation or whatever it was. We sort of called it what it was, but uh, anyway, so it was, so we decided to take, take a good, what was it? 11 or 12 days. It's just never done that before.
0: Great never. job, buddy. Great yeah. job. Awesome. And, so I'm yeah. ready to go. So we're going to do a separate episode on the highlights and lowlights of Greece, but we'll do that (laughs) another time. But, you know, one of the things I always, I mean, you're talking my jam with the Vegas nerve because as a leader, I've screwed up more than anybody listening to this podcast. I've made more mistakes than any human being alive. And so I want you to, number one, let's start here as where I always like to start, which is I, I want people to know you. I want people to know who you are. So who's Dr. Kevin Quisian? Yeah. Let's let's go there
1: first. Oh my gosh, I have made more mistakes than you. I think I win that competition. <laughs> so that's exactly who I am. Um Kevin Quisian always takes at least two or three times to figure out things that are obvious to everybody else. And um and that's what's got me here. I um I I love what I do just like you. I love working with dentists and teams and I get just as excited as you. I'm also, I mean, I I feel like you, you know, I sort of feel like we're brothers a little bit, but I also, it's an excuse for me to learn every day, something different. And whether it's if I like when, if I go to AES or AECD in Chicago, even though I'm not practicing anymore, I still love it. And, and I love this CE or whether it's leadership um, I love it, or whether it's going to Panky, like I, teach at at Panky, you know, um, what, three or four times a year. And I need to stay abreast on that. But this week is actually not that this is a plug for Panky, although I know you love Panky. This week is master's week. And I'm going to be teaching there next week. And I just got back from Greece, as we just said. And I'm really sad that I'm not there this week, because I'm thinking, those are that like, I would have just loved being in the room, Mm -hmm. just to keep the learning going. Like, I, I never know it all, especially in the digital world these days. And um so anyway, so that's pretty much who I am. Is I'm I'm similar to you, and that I'm, I'm always learning and always growing. But mostly, so I can share it. So I can be an influencer. So I can help people be happy and healthy and not so stressed out. Which, yeah, um,
0: yeah. So um, it's funny because as you're saying those things, so Dr. Gary Sanchez. Good friend of mine also who helps everybody figure out their why. I, you know, this is yes. for a separate podcast. If you guys have never figured out your why, it's important work to do. And I'm guessing your why is the same as mine. So I spent some time with Gary and Gary said this, dude, you your your entire makeup is find a better way and share it. And I'm guessing yours is the same
1: thing. No, no. And you know you know that I'm a, a certified coach of the wines too. Like I've known Gary for a long time. Sanchez. Yeah. And uh,
0: I guess um, we've never
1: talked about that. So let's go there. So what does that mean? Tell me what that means. Well, I mean, it's, um, I mean, Gary, you know, is a dentist from from New Mexico and he and I both had this passion around, as as most of us do with Simon Sinek, right? Right. And and start with why. And then there was a workbook with, with how to integrate your why. And Gary was so passionate about that. It sounded great. It was great. And even with the workbook, it was still hard to really integrate it, it just in Simon even agreed. Simon said, Yeah, you know, I, you're right. So run with it. So Gary asked Simon for permission to, to start up the Y Institute. And when Gary was doing that, he, he was training coaches. And I was totally passionate about it, so I um, I went down to New Mexico and did a couple of days with them, and so I use it all the time. I pretty everybody I work with, I send the link for their why, so I can do their why, and we find out their why, their how, and their what. Yeah, and it really it really helps me work with people and understand people. And mine actually is to contribute, to contribute to a greater cause. So really, my is contribute, yes, yes. A okay. lot a better way to contribute, but ours are very similar that way.
0: Well, that's why you're a certified trainer and I am not. So I'm an anecdotal <laughs> trainer. So, but uh, I can speak to this part while uh, you guys are the expert on helping people figure out their why. It's a very freeing day, you know, and one of the pieces of work that I did with Gary, and this isn't what the podcast is about, but if you're listening, you'll get a sense of this. Like uh, he told me the anecdote for, there's a downside when you find your why. And so you need to know what the anecdote is. So my anecdote is people I've worked with in the past often thought I was a miserable person because it was never enough. And so, um, and what I had to learn was the anecdote, which is, you know, today it's good enough for today and we'll start the climb again tomorrow. And I've used that ever since he gave that to me. And I'm so grateful that I can give myself that advice through his help. Um, because there were times where I didn't let it go and it wasn't, I was burning people out. I didn't know that. Mm. And so, Mm. um, I want to circle back to that, but like, uh, Let's stay on topic because I can go anywhere you want to go today. You know yeah. that, and I enjoy talking can, to
1: you. I learned we something. Why all day long?
0: I didn't even know you were a certified why. I I think we had talked about that, but I had no idea. So, um, just a side note: it's important work, guys. And so, if you're listening, figure it out because it makes all the other motions that you do for the rest of your life work. It really does, you know. So, um,
1: and I, I think that both of us, both of us know that we both live in abundance there is enough you and i both do coaching we both work with with teams and yet we i don't i don't consider either of us competition we both just there's plenty of uh, different people to help and gary the reason i say that is i mean as far as podcasts go and other people i gary sanchez is one of the most genuine nicest people i've ever met 100 his, his and his podcast is great, too. He interviews amazing. He's one of the best. No offense to you because you are, too. He is one of the best interviewers I've ever met. Oh, he no question. question. He's genuinely curious. He is. He's just he's it's, he's amazing. Yeah, um, so it's a good podcast to go check out.
0: Oh, no offense on my side. Like when I was on his, I I actually started I almost got emotional. I'm like, dude, how did you yeah. even know that? Like I felt like yes. I I mean, I it's it, you're exactly right. He is extremely curious. He is totally into whatever the guest is saying and uh I I admire him all the time and I listen to it. It's fantastic. So if you're listening, check it out over there Gary Sanchez uh on the Why uh podcast. Uh, he's just Amazing. So, yeah, um, yeah. but uh, I want to get back to you So, okay, in okay. this whole thing. And so where's your vagus nerve? And um, let's talk about the why of this component, what we're going to be talking about. What is the vagus nerve? Why is it important to figure out where it is? And how can I use it as a dentist if I'm listening?
1: Yeah, well, the the vagus nerve is is what stimulates your parasympathetic tone, right? So we've got sympathetic versus parasympathetic tone, your fight, flight or freeze versus your rest and digest. And of course, your fight, flight and freeze is what we do naturally, instinctively as human beings, as animals, as people in the animal as as animals in the animal kingdom. And you when you're in fight, flight or freeze, your body's natural response is to go to your amygdala, right? That's just that's where it, it just tells you what to do quick. It's 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 you know, the synapses go so quickly. Um, and of course, parasympathetic tone is rest and digest. And that's when you're more in your frontal cortex, your thinking person's part of your brain, you your, let me think about it first before I respond so quickly and what we know you know it's in the been in literature for forever now um but it, it it's making sort of a, a neat resurgence right now i think a lot because of the the talk that we have about neuroplasticity and retraining your brain rewiring your brain right. and how you rewire that and part of the way you do that is to realize that in 2022 we we do not there are no saber-toothed tigers right. around, out there right but our reaction when something crazy happens is like when we go back to the caveman times when there must be a saber-toothed tiger, and and I need to be in my amygdala, and you don't. Right. But we don't realize that in 2022. We're safe. It's not a saber-toothed tiger. But our bodies still respond that way. And so what can we do to realize that? And in fact, I joke, I was joking with you before we got on, that, you know, I'm maybe this is too much information, but I'm going to donate my body when I die, if they still want it, mm-hmm. um, to science. And I think because, you know, in dental school, we did the whole body dissection. And I feel like when they do my body, they're going to be dissecting and they're and it's going to be time to find the vagus nerve, which is good for us, right? Parasympathetic tone, rest and digest and get in your frontal cortex. And that medical and dental students are going to be dissecting through the fascia and they're gonna be like, I don't think this guy has a vagus nerve. Man. I just don't think he does. Mm-hmm. And I and I have really felt that way before. And one thing that I have learned, because I hang around with really smart people, um, is that you can really grow retrain your vagus nerve. Yeah, when you have a whole history, and I have basically, since I was a teenager, of really living in fight or flight, really, really, um, Far too much sympathetic tone, and it does a lot of damage to your body and to your brain. And so, what can you do to to change that, to regrow that? And yeah. then, um, although I am rambling a little bit, what I get most excited about is how does that impact the people around you? Right. And how let's does go. That, how does that change us as a leader?
0: Yeah. Let's go into that. Let's say I don't know anything about this, and so, yeah, Kevin, yeah. you get to, you get a chance to see great dentists that are well intended, that mm-hmm. are just in fight all the time. They're running behind. You know, okay. the aesthetic result isn't what they expected. Their team members okay. don't often meet their expectations. And so they're amped right. up and they're edgy. What does it do to the rest of the environment?
1: Well, exactly. Because we know as, as animals, if if I walk in and I'm in fight or flight, you don't know it. I don't tell you that I'm in fight or flight, but because you're another animal, you instinctively pick up on that. You do it's the energy of the room, and one animal knows when another animal is especially in fight and certainly flight um and we all see freeze as well but the other animals pick up on it and when we pick up on it instinctively we go well i guess i'm in fight or flight too i guess we're i guess we're going to battle i guess i need to be ready for something and the whole energy in the room changes and it we didn't really need it to be and right. so if if you as a leader as a dentist are aware of that. Think about the impact you have on your team and your patients and those around you. If you walk in the operatory or into your morning huddle or into your team meeting and you're in fight or flight, everybody else is there, which means you're in your amygdala. Yeah. You're, you're ready to just react quickly, whereas if you walk in and you are aware of it and you take and we t- can talk about breathing and breathing exercises and you had Becca Bacow on, we were talking about that as well, but it, you, you got to breathe. And when we take a few deep breaths and get back into our parasympathetic tone and get into our frontal cortex, the impact we have on the room is, is spectacular.
0: It is spectacular. And everybody
1: in the room feels it.
0: Yeah. And let me take you on a little journey. And you know this journey better than myself. You were, in a, you were an instructor at, the, at Spear Education. And so, you know, Frank, probably way better than all of us here is... Uh, I saw him speak at the practice of excellence, I don't know, 20 some years ago. He kept mentioning this guy by the name of Brian DeRoche and Brian DeRoche had helped him become a better human being. And so we actually did a Brian DeRoche workshop a few times and he's Mm -hmm. so brilliant. It took us several times for us to understand it. Now, I'm going to completely paraphrase what we learned, but I started bringing other dentists to it. And what he taught me in those workshops was to change my brain because when you change your brain, it creates a vacuum and I'll never forget this. Like it creates a vacuum in the room, your tone, your calmness creates calmness around you. And so I was also early in my marriage where it was very easy to one up each other. Oh, you, you know, you up one emotion with another emotion thinking, and then he taught me how to just bring it down and change your brain. And so, um, it was very powerful. and I'll even tell one story. I, there's a dentist. I won't tell you where he's from, but he um, he said it was the most important learning of his life. And here's why. Because he had had a child out of wedlock while he was in dental school and he had a very negative feeling about the previous relationship and it stayed back here. Through that work, he was able to change his brain and he made the phone call one day when the child was about 18 or 19 and the child said, I've been waiting forever for this phone call. And to this day, they have the most magical relationship. And he credits that changing of the brain because he was so emotional about it and so angry and so upset in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. Um but changing the way we can actually change our brain through this methodology, oh, yeah. right? Like oh,
1: yeah. oh, walk,
0: yeah. walk me through some of your learning in this and watching how you've watched other and even using it yourself in this process. Sure, sure.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting. So I know Brian pretty well. And in fact, to be quite, um, uh, I guess, clear about it and, and forthcoming transparent about it. Um, I have taught with Brian before and mm. Brian has been my therapist and coach before.
0: That's awesome.
1: Um, yeah, I think he's, I refer, I refer several of my um, clients to Brian and there's a couple other people. But anyway, so that when you said that, I was, I, I was like, of course. And so he's been, he's been doing a lot of research on this for years and trying to stay up on it. The other person, as I walk you through it, or you asked me to do that, is a lot of us follow Dan Siegel. Um, uh, and, you know, Dan Siegel's line is where, where, where thoughts go, energy flows and synapse grow. Right? And that's and, and if, if your if your thoughts where where your where your thoughts go and it could be negative, then energy flows and synapses grow. And basically you continue to reinforce the synapse that you don't really want. It's like that muscle's already really strong. Mm-hmm. And you continue to just Take steroids and keep lifting weights, right? And that's not the muscle you want to grow. It right. So the shift is, and that's where we get back into parasympathetic tone, right? In breathing, is is wait that, that that's not the synapse I want to grow. In fact, I, I want to cut that synapse and I want to grow a different synapse. So where where thoughts go, energy flows, and synapse grow, then I want to rewire my brain. Right. I want to I want to change the habit, and that's neuroplasticity. Right. Right. Um, but really when you come back down to the, to the very beginning of how that happens for most people, it is being aware of self and aware of your sympathetic, parasympathetic tone and, and what you need to do to get into parasympathetic tone, get into your frontal cortex, change the wiring in your brain.
0: Right. Um, Now, let me ask you a couple of questions on this because I've been on this journey too. And again, I was on the, I was on the wrong side of it. I'm an i I'm like the highest eye on eye disc profile, which means I get emotional, I often get upset, I don't like conflict, I hate hurting people's feelings. So if you're in that, if you if you're in that area, you know how this works. And so you have a lot of great relationships, but then you also have a lot of wreckage behind you of like, oh, you know, I thought one thing. And so I think it's a dual journey. At least I'll be vulnerable and transparent. I I did a lot of work with Brian and I loved it. And I also realized it wasn't me just changing my brain. I also had to do a lot of self-awareness and I also had to trans. I had to make the jump from being emotional to logical a lot. So working with a coach, which I did many years ago, it's really easy to work with a business coach because they just give you the truth. You don't spend hours and hours and hours. They'll say you, that doesn't work. Don't do that. That's dumb. Or that person should not be in that role. Do not do that. And you're like, oh my God, you just saved me like, 10 years of my life trying to figure this out. Oh. And then, you know, they also, and, and so you couple that with other things, like I'm a big fan of the book traction, which people have referred to as sophomoric, but it's very simple and logical. So I was listening to it again this morning. So the journey, I'm digging what you're telling me today, because the journey for me, if you're listening is like I got out of the back of my brain. Now I still go there, but I want to stay in the front of my brain most of the day and be logical and calm and consistent and there's science behind what I'm saying, not just me making it up every day. Is do you see that as, as as a there's other components because we certainly don't want the people on this podcast to be listening, and go, oh, just calm yourself and everything will
1: get better. Right. Right. No. It, it, I mean, and what you just said is, you know, you're an I. I thought you were talking about Myers-Briggs, so you're an I as an introvert. I'm like, you are not an introvert. I, I am a deep introvert, but I am a D on the DISC profile. I'm not yeah, I was
0: referring idea. to DISC. I'm sorry.
1: Yes, right. Yeah. And and so part of that is, you know, think about we all use the term emotional intelligence, which I guess in shorthand is aware of self, aware of others and aware of the impact you have on the room. Well, it starts with being aware of self. and. If if I am a, a D, a very high D, and I am having a conversation with a very high S, I I need to be aware of that, and I need to flex towards the S. And if the S is flexing towards the D, we meet somewhere in the middle. Right. But but the beginning of that is, am I aware that I'm a D? And there's good about a D. I get stuff done. Mm-hmm. I'm very direct. Um, it, you know, and I get stuff done fast. The dilemma of being a D is I can be a little abrasive. Sometimes I can be overbearing. And if you don't do it with me, I'll just do it myself. Right. 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 And if I'm aware of that, then I, then, I, then I embrace the strengths of my personality profile, if you or my tendencies. I, and, I, and I embrace them and I use them. I maximize their potential. But every personality trait or, or tendency also has a challenge. Right. And I'm, am I aware of that challenge? And if I'm talking to another D, we can be fast. We can be abrasive. We can. It, there, I don't have to flex at all. It's easy. But if I'm talking to, you know, to an S or a C on the disc profile, I, I darn well better flex a little bit and and move towards them. Take a little more time. Take a deep breath. Right create some space, especially for the S's and the C's. But that doesn't mean that the S's and the C's just get to say, well, Kevin flex to me. If the S or the C says, oh, I'm talking to Kevin today, I better not be so offended. I better speed things up a little bit Yeah. and I'll be really direct with him, And then we, we flex. So that, I mean, the beginning of it is, are you aware of your tendencies, 100- the strengths and the challenges?
0: One hundred percent. That's why having a coach, they can tell you exactly. You can't. Yeah. I mean, I thought I was pretty aware, but I didn't really know how not aware or unaware I was. And so um, let's say I'm listening and I'm totally like, Kevin, I understand what you're saying. The vagus nerve. Like I have these quick reactions. I know they're not good. How would I even begin to use this? Talk me a little bit through the how, like what would you coach somebody on?
1: Well, the how really is. And we, 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 know today more and more, especially, you know, it's weird because then we get into the whole, sleep patterns and breathing and in, you know, and what we're learning at nighttime, um, with heart rate variability is how much you are in sympathetic or parasympathetic tone, so and how much air and oxygen and breathing makes a difference. And so really, step one, although it sounds so simple, uh, it's, it's not so simple, it is, are, are you breathing? And right. are you taking some diaphragmatic breaths? Are you a shallow breather? And is your pulse racing? Or are you really taking a few diaphragmatic breaths? And then you know you can, you can call it meditation if you want. I'm a huge fan of meditation, but whatever, or you can just call it grounding. Right. So what habits are you creating so that you, you, you become, your, you could be setting your watch, right. right? I mean, it's got it on there, but what are you doing to create new habits to remind you, oh my gosh, I need to be in parasympathetic tone. I need to take a few deep breaths. I need to tap into my vagus nerve. Yeah. And and although it sounds simple, it's not. But that is about the simplest way to start it is think about how you're breathing, because that always gets you into parasympathetic tone.
0: One hundred percent. And so um, and we've had a lot of great experts on. I mean, you talk about Becca Baca or any yeah. uh, anybody who's aware of this, the breathing piece. And even Uchi is a great friend of the Best Practice Show. And we spent a whole day talking about breathing. And you're exactly right, because when I get stressed, that's my first thought is breathe in. And I'm not a great athlete, but I was a triathlete at one time. And I had a coach. Again, the more deep breaths, you could actually see your heart rate goes down. There is a huge impact of how breathing works on the body. You can actually think. And it's so funny because all my, my brain is exploding as you're talking because Covey, now I'm going to totally butcher Covey's quote, but he said something to the effect of the brilliance in the world happens between stimulus and response. There are going to be things that happen to you all the time. What mm-hmm. separates the best from the rest is how they respond to stimulus. So when you get an intense stimulus, or if you think about an airline pilot, you know, I've been on a lot of flights that I know weren't going well. And the guy would get back on or the woman would get back on. Hey, sorry about that. When I know they were probably like, holy moly, you know, type of a thing. So there is a place in here where we've got to just pause and breathe. And I know it has those reactions. Am I going to pull most of my thinking to the front of the brain when I can do that? Is that what happens? Mm -hmm.
1: Well, yeah. And and think about in dentistry, since that's what we're, that's probably most people who are listening here is in, in the term, and I will butcher it as well, is how do you how do you increase the space between stimulus and response? Mm. Right? That's what we want to do. We want to we want to create just a little more space between stimulus and response. Yep. And 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 think about that in the operatory. Think about that when when something's not going well with your dentistry, or even when something's going well with your dentistry and, and you get the buzz or the ear thing or the the pop-up or your hygienist right behind you and says, I'm ready for an exam. And you're thinking about you got the other patient here and the other patient there, and you. There, sometimes there's not a lot of space between stimulus and response. Right. Until there is. Right. And and how do you do that? And that is exactly in that scenario. It is it is take a deep breath, get back into your frontal cortex, and and, it, and your hygienist is not a saber tooth tiger. Mm-hmm. The, the the fact that the cord is not going in on the distal buckle of 18 is not a saber tooth tiger. The right. fact that you're even really close to the pulp, luckily in dentistry, it's not. It's not. Um, you know, it's not brain surgery. Mm-hmm. I don't mean to belittle dentistry, but it's not a saber-tooth tiger. Our emergencies, our hygienists, our everything that goes on in a dental office is not a saber-tooth tiger. Right. But we respond like it is. Instinctively, we respond like it is because we're humans. So, what can we do to realize that it's 2022 and it's not a saber-tooth tiger? And get back into your front cortex.
0: Yeah. And this is, so you've been in dentistry for a long time. You've worked with a lot of great dentists. And I think where you're going with this, as we talked before we hit the go button, I do see a lot of people in flight mode more than ever, you know, and Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's a function of what we put into our brains or eyes or whatever. And I also do worry about the teenage kids because they are, they're, you know, not a lot of them are in just like relaxed mode. I mean, some Mm -hmm. of them are, but like. Uh, you know, it's, it's very interesting, the amount of stress we put on ourselves that everything is so intense right now type of a thing. Are you seeing those trends with dentists and, you know, younger professionals as you're out there?
1: Oh, well, you, you said just exactly what it is. And, And I mean, it's all over the literature, so we can, we can, we can bastardize it or, or, you know, mess it up. You and I can, we're great at that, but we know in, in 2022 that, everything we we expect an immediate response if we text somebody we think we have to or if we get texts we have to text them right back if we need to know something we can get it right now we're always on our cell phones there's always constant stimulus and i do i think that's why it's why it's resurging in a different way right now is from what i read and from what i know um i there's there's not a worse time in society for us to be in sympathetic tone i mean it really is we really do feel like there's a saber toothed tiger. Our bodies really are back to caveman times, except right. it's not a saber tooth tiger. Yeah, uh, there's just so much stimulus going on right now. So I do. I think it's worse than ever. And I, of course, I have kids too, and I work with dentists. And then think about the team members of all ages and how they're dealing with it. Um, it's it, it's. I don't want I don't want to be negative. In fact, my my hope is to contribute to the happiness and health of people, which is there's hope, right? Let's let's re-tap into the vagus nerve, right? Let's let's acknowledge it.
0: Yeah, and as you do this work, this is one of those things that you just don't learn once and go, oh, I got it. This is very much like yoga or
1: practice. Like you've got to practice this every day, don't you think? Yeah, Yeah. yes. I mean, it it is like, it's I think it's even more than yoga I think you have to practice it you can't do most of us don't do yoga throughout the day every day we do yoga once a day however this is something it's it's like a lot of mini yoga sessions throughout your day right um, you don't just meditate in the morning although Kimberly and I do most days um, mm-hmm. although we've been off for the past couple of weeks but um but it, it maybe it's like a mini meditation through the day. That's what breathing is. Yeah. And can you speak? So I want to go back to, I'm not,
0: I did yoga at one time. I got to get back on the yoga train. I think it has unbelievable benefits. I do not totally. meditate though. And Bill Robbins oh. and a lot of my great friends are like, dude, you have to. And I actually had a team member recently say, I used to like, Giggle when people would say meditate, and now she's doing it, and she swears by it. Can you talk about the benefits of regular meditation and how it supports this concept?
1: Oh, my gosh. Well, yes, and and it, it really is a lot of what we've been talking about, which is, I mean, there's a lot of definitions of meditation, right? And, and I've done a lot with it um, and learned a lot with it. And I've had my ups and downs with it, like everything else, really consistent and, and then inconsistent. But in short, it, it trains you to to just tap into your breath and to let things come and to let things go, right? And, and to just be aware of that, wow, there's a lot of thoughts going on right now, but you don't judge it. right? You don't. You don't try and keep them out. You just realize, ooh, there's a lot going on right now, mm-hmm. and let me just get back to my breath again. Oh, there's that 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 same thought just came in again. Okay, great. Let it go. Get back to your breath again. Sometimes even before you take your next breath, you're like, there it is again. Okay, well there it is again. Let it go. Come back to your breath again. Yeah, and that's really. And you can set a timer. You know, the first time I did it back in, I, the first book I read when I was just going through a lot of crap um i i bought the book that was called the eight minute meditation and i read it this had to be in 2010 or so maybe nine or t- eight nine or ten and you just set a timer mm. for eight minutes and the first time you do it you're thinking eight minutes yeah my god how can i sit there for eight minutes now i'm, I'm sad when kimberly and i don't have time to do it for 20 minutes right you know yeah and it, it's never long enough right now but but that really is in essence that's what it is it's it's not, it isn't to calm you down. It is just to sit and follow your breath and get in the habit of following your breath and let things come and let things go. And as you let them come and let them go, pretty soon you realize you followed your breath longer than you, longer than you did last time. And it feels great. And maybe you don't today and that's okay today.
0: Right. You know, and I'm, I'm full of cliches today, but like, you know, you got to pick your battles and where I used to embrace every battle and, you know, with a family of six, including myself with a lot of women are, I used to battle every battle. And then I'm like, that's not such a big battle. And then my yeah. second thought is, you know, I've got to establish some calmness when they're fighting about what each one of them is wearing or whatever, you know, like even the simplest things. But also you trans, you know, you translate that work into being in a dental practice. I mean, it can cascade pretty bad. You can cascade yep. from a conversation in the morning into something else. And then before you know it, you got a couple of team members triangulating in the back and then um, it's yeah. just not yeah. a healthy thing. I think the important thing is going back to what you said is number one, knowing who you are, self-awareness is mm-hmm. really important. And then knowing what's happening when you're in the back of your brain and the vagus nerve isn't in the right place. And then how do I use this positively to create a better practice right. and a better life?
1: Ultimately, there you go. Yeah. And I got to tell you, there are, uh, uh, you know, practices are different. I'm very passionate about it. So if I'm going to work with a practice, I I can't help. I can't not bring it in. But I don't force it on them. I, I facilitate, right? I help them see the benefit. But there are a few practices right now that I'm working with that literally I mean, they'll start a morning huddle with three deep breaths. Yeah. They'll start every team meeting with a good five, six minute meditation, whether it's guided or unguided, guided by me, guided by the dentist or something there. But that becomes part of who they are. Right. And there's a couple practices that I'm working with right now, one in Philadelphia and one in Columbus that are um, they will, they will do some deep breathing with their patients before injections. That's great. Because they believe so firmly in it. Well, that changes the whole conversation with the patient. Right. They see you differently. They see that you're different. They see, and, and that, I mean, it's not what it's all about, but you want to talk about a practice builder. You want to talk about people who are doing whole health or health centered dentistry. You start having conversations like this, and it's not just about fixing the teeth anymore. Yeah. You get to help them be healthy. but. But at the same time, if we're not doing that for our teams, then there's a disconnect when we're trying to do it with our patients. So for me, it is a lot about start with you first, and then are you doing that with your team? Yeah. Are you helping them grow and be healthy? And then you can integrate it with your patients a little bit easier because everybody sees the benefit in it. Um, yeah. But I think the people we impact most are the people we're with eight hours a day. The people we influence more are the people that are hanging around with us in fight or flight all day long. And if we're all in parasympathetic tone, the the day is better for everybody, including the
0: patient. 100%. You know, and if you're doing that, you're not only attracting the type of people that fit your value system, it's exciting for you to talk. And uh, it's funny that you say that because I just had a conversation with a dentist uh, and his son is very much a whole health dentist. And so people were like a little skeptical. He's killing it, like killing it with the number of people that are coming to him saying, I want to be healthy. I understand this. And they're willing to pay out of pocket for this particular type of professional. So I think it presents an incredible opportunity in dentistry if you're passionate about it, right?
1: Oh, for sure. If you want to go full loop right now from what we started with, when your patients, when you know your why, when you know why you get out of bed every day Mm -hmm. and you can put a couple of words to it and, and you really feel it. And then your team and your patients feel it. They're like, "Oh, this person is different. They really love helping people be healthy. They love whatever it is." When when you know your why and you can share your why, your patients will feel that, and 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 they'll be excited to refer other people to you. And they'll be and they'll be excited that you're helping them be healthy. One hundred
0: percent. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's when you when you go to work and you don't even pretend for a fraction to be somebody else. You're just who you are and you're helping people that care about the same things, buddy. This is awesome. Any last thoughts you have on the Vegas nerve and where we should put it?
1: Well, yeah, I always have one last thought about it, which is, um, I think that when we, you know, A, walk your talk. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're asking your team and your patients to do it and you're not doing it, there's a disconnect, right? We call that a a hypocrite, right? Right. you're not do you're not walking your talk and my hope for every dentist but team members is they're the same for me but it's mostly dentists that listen to your podcast I think and start with yourself yeah just just because if you start with yourself your team will pick up on that and then you'll be a different leader and you will be able to help people move towards health because that's what we're doing we're helping our patients move towards health but if we're not doing it for ourselves in some way, shape, or form, whether it's systemically, nutritionally, psychologically, and yet then we're asking our patients to do it, there's a disconnect and they pick up on that. One hundred. so if you're doing, if you're taking just a tiny step towards health, then you can look your patient in the eye and say, man, I know me too. It's not easy, but I'm with you.
0: One hundred percent. And so here comes some more mm-hmm. cliches, but like the whole, when you're on an airplane and the masks come down, you don't put a mask on somebody else. You put it on yourself first so that you can actually help more that's people. True. And the that's same true. thing, while these are all important concepts and you're motivating me today, I mean, sleep and exercise, that's, I mean, those are two of my corners. So I'm always thinking, look, I need at least six hours of sleep. That'll make me a great human being and an hour of exercise, which isn't selfish, You know, some people might go, no, it's not, you know, if I can get to bed at 10 and get up at six or even five and exercise and get an hour in, I'm 10 times the husband, you know, 10 times the dad, 10 times the leader at work. And so I think your point is spot on. You got to exercise, you got to take care of yourself first so that you can take care of others.
1: Yeah. yeah. Now, if you, if you were to throw in a little 10 minutes of meditation, I'm in there, it's I'm in. See what happens. You know See what happens. But you're just, you,
0: I get calm just talking to you. You're so chill. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, I, you're just relaxed. you
1: out.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I, I appreciate um, you, buddy. I always enjoy our conversation. You. you always leave me with something to think about. And uh, I hope you guys got the same today. So, Kevin, if somebody's never seen you or followed you or watched you speak, I'm going to say you guys got to see this guy in action. You're going to love it. He's a great thinker. But how the heck do I follow you? What do you do? How do I find out more about what, where you are?
1: You, well, of course, everybody's got a website these days. So it's ksquaredfacilitation.com and um instagram um, on k-squared facilitation as well and uh, you just look up dental coaching k-squared facilitation you will you will find me and um or you just call or, or or they can call you and just find out how to get a hold of me
0: No, check out K Squared. And that is true. I mean, you got a great website. You got a great thing going on. And so, buddy, I'm going to have you back again and again and again. I always love having you be on here. So
1: thanks, brother. I I love chatting with you. I always love chatting with you. It always makes my day. Oh,
0: Well, I appreciate you. And hopefully we could have a beer together at some point, you know, or a glass of wine or we'll go, we'll meditate together. How's that? How about
1: all the above? All the above. above.
0: Awesome. (laughs) Stick around. we say goodbye. Wait, don't, don't go yet. Don't go yet. Hold on. Stick around. we say goodbye to everybody else. But thank you guys for listening to the best practices show podcast. I am so crazy grateful that I get to do this. And you guys keep showing up. So keep sending me suggestions for things that you guys want to see. Uh, and if you enjoyed today with Kevin, which I know you did, just do us a favor and hit the, uh, hit the I almost said hit the squared button. <laughs> hit the share button, hit the square button. But uh, until we see you guys next time, I hope you have a great day and keep watching the Best Practice Show podcast. You guys enjoy your day.